Hey everyone out there in podcast land, this is Severin Henderson back again with another episode of Department 3C Presents, a podcast. Today I have a guest and it's another buddy of mine, so I know we're tired of hearing about all my buddies, but I just got a lot of friends, I got a lot of people I talk to and hang out with and kick it and everything, so... I have to get them on, and if if you can't count on your buddies to come on your podcast, who can you count on? Those are facts. They, those are facts. So that's the um voice of my guest today, Dorian Vance. Um, we are currently at the same firehouse together, but Dorian is on here not just about fire stories. He's on here to talk about a little life story of him and something that happened to him that was devastating to say the least and now he's back he bounced back better than ever and he did this when i was working down at the academy and i wasn't at the house yet but now when i got there i just saw how much of an impact he made on the guys and we're just gonna go through his whole story so we're gonna get into that without any more being said by me dorian i introduce you can you introduce yourself all right, what's going on, guys? My name is Dorian Vance. As he said, um, currently at Truck 3, while sales at Squad 1. Um, got into the accident. But hold see. on. We, we get there. Don't, oh, we getting there? Okay. Yeah, okay. Don't, don't start there yet. We just want to hear about you first. We okay, go. Let me see. Let me tell you about you guys. I, was, I grew up in Chicago. Okay. Chicago native, south side. Moved to the east side when I got a little bit older. So uh-huh. I rubbed the east side harder than the south side. I prefer it. <laughs> okay, I'm with that. Yeah. You you know, before I moved to Chicago, I didn't even know there was an East Side. Like I thought, people, like I would hear people say that like every now and then. But when I finally got here, I said, "Oh yeah, it really is East Side." It didn't seem like that before. At first, the only people who was claiming the East Side was us on the East Side. Okay, if you weren't on the East Side, nobody really cared about us. It was always South Side or West Side, South Side or West Side. But right, that's that's all you really hear is South yeah. Side and up north. But people don't really yeah. they just from up north. It's, all right, we talking about up north then. We know we're talking about a different story. Exactly. Yeah. It, there you go. We're talking yeah. about a different story. But yeah, that east side is a is a real place. I always thought like if you lived on the east side, you may as well just be in the lake. But I mean, pretty much is what it felt like. You know, I looked out my window and it's right at water. So yeah, there you go. Hey, they say when you next to water that like makes you feel better. It's like healing and all it that is, other man. stuff. The first thing you see in the morning, it's like translucent almost. There you go. Like looking in a aqua mirror. Yeah. Or like a magazine. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, just like looking you, out. You're flipping through pages. I'm like, oh, I wish I was at the beach. I am. I am. Just look outside. I am. In Chicago. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay, so you you gave us a little preview in your description when you were talking about yourself. You said the accident. So that's the major reason I had you or I asked for you to come on the show to talk about your accidents. You were in a really bad motorcycle accident. Absolutely. And you, uh, every time we like talk about it and you like super cool with it. Now you say, yeah, I died. I was, I was, I was dead. And it's so funny in preparation for today, I was flipping through Netflix when I had got home and they have a new show on there talking about like life after death. I watched the first episode and they were talking about people seeing outside of their bodies and all this other kind of stuff. We're going to get there. Okay, we're I'm gonna with get that. There. Yeah, See, we're going to get there. I didn't know if we were going to have any of that oh, supernatural talk, but... I mean, listen, I I'm, didn't think it was real either, and then it happens. I'm here for it. Okay. Yeah. So, again, without further ado, break us, break it down for us how this accident ha- happened and what, what, what all occurred. I mean, not to be overly dramatic, but if we're going to talk about it, we got to go like all the way back. Let's go all, no, go all the way yes, back. we want all let's, the way over dramatic. This is what the listeners are here for. Well, then listeners, hear it out. The kid's been a cowboy since the kid's been a cowboy. Motorcycle is the modern day horse. Okay. Plain and simple. Motorcycle is the modern day horse. And you know what? That's the other thing. If we're going to talk, we're going to talk. You, you the black Everything. You, the Black Cowboy. The Black Cowboy. What else? The Black Thor. The Black Thor. What yeah. else you got? What else we got? The Black Shakespeare. The Black Shakespeare. The Black Shakespeare. Yeah. I tell a good story. The Black Aristotle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with all of that, man. <laughs> all that. All Philosopher. Of that. All of that. I heard you say mm-hmm. you you pretty much the black everything. I'm with it. So uh, why not? Kids a cowboy. So yep. the, uh, motorcycle is the modern day horse. Motorcycle is the modern day horse. So, so when did you start riding? Started riding that year. I was only about a month and a half into riding. New rider, okay. New rider, brand new. You say you make your first crash within the first two to three months, right? Yeah. They were true. Um, they were true. What kind of bike? It was an 06 Street Bob. 
Okay, 06 Drift. So you had like a nice big bike. Oh, yeah. You you, wouldn't, you ain't start off with like no Like a baby BS. bike. I should have got an Iron A3. That's what I should have got. <laughs> what everybody said. Are, are you jagging me or are you for real? Oh, no. Oh, no. I should have got the 883 first. That's what I had. That's the exact bike I, I sh- had. I should have got the baby bike first. <laughs> I should have got the baby bike first. That's why you didn't crash and I did. That's, yeah, that's why I didn't crash. Like, uh-huh. Right, because I started off on a little Harley journey. Like So I guess I'll go over my brief bike riding. I learned how to ride my bike with the help of my um, neighbor from across the street. Shout out Shondell and Jamil. They, they both helped me out. But... I got the help with them. I dropped it two times. I said, I'm not dropping this bike no more. And I only bought it for 600 I just bought a little crotch rocket just to kind of learn how to ride mm-hmm. around. I dropped it twice. I said, I ain't dropping this thing a third time. And luckily for me, I haven't dropped a bike since. But um, Me either. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then when I, when I got here, I said, okay, well, no more crotch rockets. I'm going to get a decent bike. So I got a Iron 883, the um, matte black edition. So you said you jumped past that phase, just went yep. straight street bob. Straight street bob, man. Mine was black denim. That's the color they were calling it. So yep. it's basically a matte black as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of chrome on it. I was going to get rid of all the chrome, but... Just all black metal. Oh, yeah, it's going to black, black it out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how that Iron 883 came. It, what all, I didn't even get a chance to do nothing to it. And then I ended up selling it. So tell us more about the... Keep going. Okay, so like, uh, where were we at? Oh, motorcycles, the modern day horse. So I've always wanted a a bike, always. Two Porto afford a bike. I got you. You know, you can't get things you can't afford. Can't Finally get, get to the level where yeah. I can afford the bike. Okay. One summer, my brother buys him a brand new Harley. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. It's time. It's time. What, what, kind, of, what kind of bike did he have? Roll King. Okay. He went Roll King. He went Roll King. That yes. was his first bike? No, that's like his fifth. Oh, that's okay. Like fifth. So he, he was, got the real nice Roll King this time. He was seasoned into yes. the bike yes. game. He rides. He rides, rides. You know? Okay. Part of a club and everything. Came over, and uh, if, I, if I'm correct, the name of the color is like whiskey something. It's like a tangerine looking color. Okay. Super beautiful bike. Okay. So I'm looking at this bike, and I'm like, you know what? I'm done playing around. I can afford it now. Let's make the play. Let's do it. Start looking for a bike for like two or three months. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to find the right bike. I don't want to have to change too much about it, but I don't want to have to, you know, try to get the one that's already done either, you know? just want something that I like. Get the bike, start practicing on it or whatever. We stayed in the parking lots for a long time. When I say long time, I mean like two weeks. Week three or four Mike Vallis, you know Mike Vallis, he's at our house. Well, he was at our house now, but he's not at our house anymore. Just for a little while. Yeah, just for a little while. Yeah. He'll be back. He'll be back. So he was like, all right, well, you know what? Let's ride to work. Tried to ride it to work. Did not work out for me. Ended up taking it back to the house, getting in the truck, headed to work the right way. Okay. I want to say it had to be like two or three weeks after that. Mm-hmm. It was not long after that. The accident happens. So it's the day of... My favorite great aunt's funeral. Okay. And I'm like, you know what? The plan was, and I only know this plan because the day before I had planned it out. Uh huh. I'm gonna hop on a bike for a little bit, come home, shower, put the suit on, hop in the truck, head to the funeral. Okay. After that, I wake up six days later. <laughs> okay. After that, you wake up a week six, later. Yeah, a week later, man. I don't remember getting on the bike. Okay. I don't remember making the decision to get on the bike. Okay. Definitely don't know how the accident happened. Okay. Just woke up six days later in the hospital, intubated, tried to pull the tube out, pull my IV out. At this point, I'm throwing up on myself. Nurse comes in. She's like rubbing my hair. And I vividly remember being like, man, you rubbing my hair the wrong way. Rub it forward, ma'am. <laughs> As I'm throwing up on myself and she's suctioning and everything. Uh-huh. And then I pass out. I wake up like two days later. And then two days after that. So eight days just yeah, to, gone. to sleep. Yep. To, to rest, okay. Yeah. So, just let me recap. Going to the funeral, put the suit on, you was going to get in the truck. Uh-huh. Somewhere, truck didn't happen, and instead, bike happened. Guess so. Bike with a suit, or do you remember, you don't remember what you had on? I remember that I had on my cowboy boots, uh-huh. pair of American Eagle blue jeans, because when I got out the hospital, they gave them back to me all cut up. All cut up. <laughs> I have no idea what t-shirt I had on. Um, I had on a pair of Puma boxers because they gave me those back also cut up. I don't know why they gave me all my cut up clothes back. You could have trashed that. Memento. Make you- I guess so. I guess. No, the real memento, I said I had on the cowboy boots. 
So I'm gonna show you this. Okay. I wore them specifically for this. Okay. And you rock those yeah, every day. Yeah, you rock those every day, all the time. Like that's part of why you the black cowboy. Absolutely. You're one of the few black dudes I know, you and Carl Malone, that wear <laughs> cowboy boots. Absolutely. Nah. That's the break right there, bro. Okay. I see it. I see it. So we're gonna have to take a picture. And oh, I'm yeah. Have to put that, I'm gonna have to put that on the wall. I'm never getting rid of these boots. You, yeah, you better not. Ever. Oh. Ever. Oh. That's that's like me and um Mike's or or Jordan. I told my mother. She she um would never buy them for me when I was a kid. And I said, I can't wait till my feet stop going. I'm going to buy every Jordan never existed. Get whatever I want when I get my own job. Yep. Not even when I get my I said just when my feet stop growing. And, <laughs> and now I just have an unhealthy obsession. So oh, man, I feel it, bro. And But you got the cowboy boots. I like that. Yes, I'm, sir. I'm with that. Because like, like I said, you rock them all the time. Said, uh, yeah. Two or three pair of shoes. Two of them are cowboy boots. Two of them are cowboy boots. Yep. Keep it simple. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about, like I said, going to the funeral. Mm -hmm. Don't remember what happened. Not Just know all. that you woke up. Tell us what you have heard has happened. What 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 the story is to you? Okay, so as it was told to me by uh, Dawn Vall, I don't know if she minds me I mentioned, but she saved my life. She was the uh, paramedic in charge. They were on their way to a call. She told me there was Now, a, I'm sorry. Where did this happen at? Oh, I don't even really remember the address. Okay, keep going. Tell, yeah. Sorry about that. Keep no problem. Going. So I'm at a stop sign. She tells me, trying to make a left. There's a fire truck. There's an ambo. Truck driver waves me around, she says. Mm -hmm. So as I'm coming around, she says, just in my blind spot, super sunny day, white trailer, mm -hmm. hit just the corner of it, bounced like 15 feet back. Ooh. Yeah, she said, you bounced like 15 feet back, landed on my shoulder pretty bad. She walks over, and I'm just mangled on the ground. Rolls me over, legs all destroyed, jaws all messed up. She said, agonal breathing right away. She's like, it's a minute and a half apart. Mm. Yep, so she calls for a new amble. They come get me. They say, instantly in the amble, I am, like, deleting browser history. Wow. Yeah, like half dead, <laughs> like fight or flight, you know, fight or flight. <laughs> <laughs> like, deleting browser history, text uh, Mike Vallis, text my brother that rides, and then pass out. And that was it? No, no, no. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, CPR and stuff. And well, no, I mean, that was out. it for you. Oh, yeah, I don't remember any of that. They just This is what they told this me I did. This is what they told you you Yeah, did. I don't yeah. remember. You know, I was knocked out. Yeah. So, uh... That's amazing. It is. Like you said, deleting browser history and right texting away. people. I'm with that. Dude, the body is like fight or flight. You know, protect this. If I come through... I don't want to come through to what I'm going to have to come through to, you know? <laughs> I got to protect that. myself, I'm man. I'm with that. That's what's up. Um, like you said, the body is an amazing thing. It's Absolutely. the things that we can do that we don't even know that we can do. Mm -mm. I appreciate that. So that's what's up. Um, so, again, none of this you remember. This is the no. story that's being told to you. Yep. So she was there and she saw it, or this is the um She account. witnessed the whole thing. Oh, she saw the whole witnessed thing. The whole and thing. then she called 911, or she, she called for the district. Hopped on the radio. Oh, she saw it in the ambo. She saw it. She was out the ambo. She was out the ambo. According to her, turned her head because she heard the bike. Okay. Turned her head to watch her back. Okay. Saw it happen. Oh, okay. I got yeah. you. Rolled me over and was like, hey, I know this guy. I'm not sure where I know him from, but I know this guy. Yeah. Gets in the ambo, tells the other guys, hey, get his wallet out. Gets the wallet out, and they're like, oh, it's one of us. Uh-huh. Because, you know, I got the ID in there, so. Yeah. Right away. So that's, that's man, somebody was looking over you for sure for her to see that. <laughs> Definitely was. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Definitely was. So wake up six days later. Tell me about, you You got your first memory, but what, oh, yeah. what kind of happened after that? Oh, so like still in the hospital? Yes. So listen, like my first memory might be how dark the dreams were. Okay. You know, like my first thing when I come to is like, man, it was some dark dreams. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the, the whole thing we are talking about at the beginning of life after death. Mm -hmm. It was, like, not, like, super lucid, not regular for me. For me, it was massively different than what, I mean, I can always remember my, gene, my dreams, but this was, this was some dark shit. Like, it wasn't normal. Well, let's talk about it. Tell Man, me about I mean, it. I mean, it was like. That's what we're here for. So, like, let's get into it. Like, I'm a super yeah. nerd, right? So, like, <laughs> I'm all about, like, anime, Star wars these type stuff. Like, super nerd. Yeah. My dreams were all anime feel, <laughs> but like dark anime, bro. Like okay. the darkest version of. Okay. We're not talking like, you know, Dragon Ball Z, uh -huh. all lighthearted and fun. 
we talking like Attack on Titan. Uh-oh. Like it was it was getting dark, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it, was some, it was some death going on. Have you um seen that? What's that um show that's on Netflix? Um, Love, Death, and Robots, or Love? No, Sex I haven't and seen Robots. that one. Uh-uh. You should check that out. Some of those, it, it's a it's a series. It's an animated series. But none of the none, one episode doesn't have to do with the other one. But mm-hmm. some of those episodes are pretty pretty it gets dark. There. Yeah, so yeah. I'm wondering. You know what? When we get back to work, I'm gonna plug you in. So Perfect. We'll check it out about that. We'll check it out. But um, so you explain to me a little bit more about these dreams. Like, what was happening in them? Or you just fighting? Just All a fighting. lot of fighting. A lot of me fighting too. Like not just like scene fighting. It was a lot of me fighting. To get to something Animated you fighting? Yeah I'm with that I'm, Dude it was dope Right You know when you wake up It's dope But like in the moment When you first wake up It's like What the hell Yeah What's you know? going on what, what, what is this Yeah Okay so you in the, in the dream fighting That was probably you Fighting for your life While you was there Listen that's what I'm thinking Okay It's gotta be It's the body Telling the rest of the body what to do. Yeah, that's what your brain was saying. Let's get in motion. Let's get yeah. it. Let's, let's, let's get and it done. I guess that's how I view myself. It was dope. Okay. It was dope. Well, I like that silver lining that you get out of it. You, you got out of the out of the experience. So keep telling me about more about progressing in the story of you waking cool. up. So like, boom, first thing I do when I wake up, look over and I see my younger brother. And at this point, I'm like barely able to talk because I remember, I don't know, we haven't talked about injuries yet, but... No, we're going to get there. It's an injury that affected communication. Okay. So uh, I can't really talk, can't really interact that well. And my little brother says, man, don't you know you'll never get on another airplane? <laughs> Hit you with the Kanye. <laughs> Hit me with the Kanye, bro. First thing he says to me when I wake up, my little brother, Devin Vance, he is a fireman in Cal City, so shout out Cal City. But I was like... Trying my best to laugh uh-huh. because mentally you know that's hilarious when you wake that, up, but like physically the body was like no, a little bit of laughter and passed out. Yeah, so passed out again. Oh, absolutely. So a lot of passing out, a lot of passing out. I couldn't stay awake. I mean, thirty minutes. If I did thirty minutes when I first woke up, we were having a good day. Probably a lot of drugs too. Oh yeah, definitely. To, yeah, for definitely. pain and everything. Else. Once we get to the injuries, they'll be like, "Yeah, it was a lot of drugs in that body." Well, let's get there. Let's talk about it. What injuries? It. What all did you have? Uh, let's start from the top. Work our way down. Uh, shattered or not shattered, cracked eye socket on the right side. Okay. My lower mandible was shattered, broken in four places. Mm-hmm. Um, little lower, my shoulder was messed up pretty bad. No tears, no breaks, but just really swollen. Mm-hmm. Right femur was completely shattered, turned the strongest bone in our body yep. to six. Mm-hmm. You seen a picture to of that? Six. It was six of them. Ooh. Yeah, I'll show you the pictures. And yes, I saw the picture. We'll upload all the pictures. Yep. It's pretty bad. And then. Um, Ended up finding out where that break hit my boot. I had a broken bone in my foot, but because of all the other injuries, Mm -hmm. this one kind of got neglected because it was only like a hairline fracture. Okay. So it didn't get talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my thumb was pretty banged up because I hit the right side of my body. That's why most of my injuries are on the right side. Mostly right side injuries. The only injury that wasn't on the right side was the fact that the jaw was shattered on both sides. Okay. But I mean... Middle of your face is yeah. where it started. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. So we got the eye socket. We got a thumb. We got a shoulder. We got a femur. Like you said, longest, biggest, strongest bone in your body. Yep. Jaw, um, four places on the jaw. Jaw, four places in your jaw. After all of those injuries, and he, like you said, your brother hit you with the, you'll never get on the airplane Never get again. on the plane again. Did, how much metal did you have to deal with or do you have to deal with now? Titanium plated lower mandible steel, mm-hmm. and my right femur is completely lined with a titanium rod, two titanium screws in the hip, and then one titanium screw in the knee. Okay. Yep. So those are with you forever. The, the jaw plates can come out eventually if I wanted them to, but, you know, with the layup process and everything... Wasted a whole year off, so it's like, do I really want to cut do my that. face back open? We'll show the scar, too, so I don't yes, really want to cut scar, through there. Yeah. The scar, I mean, the scar alone hurts massively, so they'd have to go through the same scar to get back in my face. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to deal with that. It's like, um, what's that movie? Face Off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. like you, um, Nick Cage and John Travolta. Mm-hmm. But it's, 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 it adds a lot of character to you. Oh, yeah. I got a new story for it every time. For a dude that on top of... Oh, you like the Joker then? Oh, yeah, dude. And how I get this scar? Every time I tell the story. <laughs> you know, when I go when I go to the bars before they close the world down, yeah. and you drink, you got to be real dramatic, tilt your head all the way back mm-hmm. so that they notice, oh, what happened? 
Come up with some stupid story every time. Every time I'm with yeah. it. I I I like that. That's that's pretty cool. That's that's like I said, the fact that you have a po- such a positive outlook from such a potentially deadly event. Oh, yeah. Is, so it seems like now you're in a position where you appreciate life a little bit more. Is that true or who, you know what, what do you think? I don't think I appreciate life any more than I did. I think I respect death more than I did. Okay, explain that to me. Okay, so like I've I don't I've never been like the type of person to be like, "Oh, you know, life is miserable." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not me. Yeah. I'm a positive guy. I've always been a positive guy. Upbeat dude. Yeah. yeah. I joke. I enjoy my time wherever I'm at. But I was very dismissive of death. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter to me, per se. It wasn't like... To me, it was more of a... How do we say it? We always talking about movies. Let's do it. Yeah. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> you know, that's what it was. If he dies, he dies. It he wasn't dies. nothing more than that. He dies. You know? He dies. Yeah. So... Didn't mean much to me. Okay. Now it's kind of like you know what? I kind of like being on this side. This is a lot better. Okay. <laughs> you know. Now you were saying you got the dreams, you got the anime mm-hmm. um, dreams, and everything else. What else do you remember from the experience of being up and awake, and or awake and then sleep? Like uh, let any me see. any out of body? Like I said, you said we was gonna get supernatural. So well, we didn't get that supernatural. It was really just the dreams. It's man. just the dreams. Just the okay. dreams. The dreams were like dumb, dark, bro. Like. We're not talking like regular, like, you know, you know, like Star Wars sword fighting and everything. Mm-hmm. You don't really see no blood or nothing. Yeah, it was no. bloody, bro. It was messed up. Okay. That's some dark stuff, bro. That's like I said, that's what that's what I want. That's what we that's what yeah. we're here for. Because that's like I said, I just watched this show today. And um the first episode was a woman that just she was pregnant and she said, I'm gonna die. And they're like, oh, it's nothing going to happen to you. And she was like, yep, I'm going to die. I got something going on with me. She had her son, and she died for 37 seconds, Ooh. just like she said she was. And um, she had placenta previa, and she ended up coming back because obviously they told the story about right, it. Right. But just the fact that that happened to her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I could see everything. I, I was above my body. I could see what was right. happening. I could see the doctor. I could see him do CPR on me. All kind of stuff no, like it that. Wasn't that. It wasn't like that for me. It wasn't like God. that. Yeah, it no. was just these dreams. Just the dreams. But the fact that you remember them, that's... All of them. Yeah, that's, the, all that's the part that's so ill. That's, yeah. uh, that's I could actually write that book is how well I remember that. If we, if I could get somebody to direct this movie, I could write <laughs> that movie, bro. Well, I think you should. I yeah. think you should put some some time to that because mm-hmm. just the fact that that happened to you is, is amazing. So yeah. now another thing I remember picture-wise and... Because we had worked before um, on a detail. Mm-hmm. Because, truck 29. Right. Because truck, not, yeah, truck 3 wasn't your first assignment. No, Engine 43. Engine 43. So you used detail bus. We had a, um, a, fi- a good fire that day that mm-hmm. you were over there. And so I had met you and knew you. And then we took a class like a week before that, too. Yep. And we we were, actually had two fires that day. We did have two fires yep. that day. See? First thing in the morning. It was crazy. Yep. You remember better than me. And then the yep. other one, we hit the wall and like every roach in Chicago Absolutely, came out of yep. <laughs> The lieutenant I was working with, uh, Peace, he was like trying to show me some stuff or whatever. Cause me and Peace had worked together a couple times. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, pop these boards real quick and you'll see this. We popped that first board, and all the roaches on the west side was like, All right, we getting out of here because yeah. it's hot. And I was like, Yeah, we getting out of here too. Yeah, you, let, you let them free. <laughs> yeah, like we gotta go, bro. Yeah, we all gotta go. I, I remember that. So, like I said, we I had met you before and we had we had hung out and especially at a fire, so that was all cool and all good and everything. So a lot of the guys like, oh, you hear what happened to Vance? I'm like, oh, what happened to him? Oh, he was in this terrible car, not car accident, terrible motorcycle accident. And um, my other buddy, uh, Matt, was already there. So they showed me these pictures of them coming to the hospital to visit you, and they all just posing around you, and you, like, Taking knocked pictures. out. Dude, they, they said at one point I was talking to them. And you don't remember that? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. They, uh, Vallis and Gore were going to take this one picture with the sheet over my head. Uh-huh. And it was like, you know, and send it to everybody. I'm like, hey, guys, he didn't make it. Uh-huh. And then they oh, thought about no. it. They was like, you know what? That's a little It's a little dark. early. It's a little yeah. early. We don't, he might not make it for real. So, <laughs> you know, we going to hold off on that one. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to gotta pull through first because then that would just be. Oh, yeah. It would have been bad. Super not funny. I mean, 12 hours of surgery. 12, okay. So 12, 12 hours, hours of surgery. surgery. CPR twice in surgery. 
So, tell us about that. I mean, well, you don't remember. Yeah, that, I don't remember but that. But what I was told was twelve yeah. hours of surgery because putting the jaw back together. So let's for anybody who can get the visual real quick. The jaw is broken on either side, a crack in the middle, and then the piece that's connected to the tongue was pulled back to my to my throat. Okay. So then add the swelling, mm-hmm. which is why I had to get intubated. Could not breathe at all. Yeah. So uh, they said they would put one side of my jaw back together, three plastic surgeons. So they put one side of my jaw back together, move to the other side, and realize that the other side fell apart. Mm. They could not get the face right together. Came to my family, my mother and my brothers, hey, does anybody have a picture of this guy smiling where he shows his teeth? I never smile and show my teeth. <laughs> so like now everybody's like going through all their phones trying to find a picture so that they can see what I look like smiling so they can try to put my jaw back together right. Wow. Yeah. I never heard anything like that before. Me neither. Uh, so they just wanted a picture of you so they could see you, kind of get an yep. idea of what they were doing. How to put, put the back, face back, back together, together the right way. Yep. Wow. It, 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 again, not funny, but it made me think of Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. And, that's how I felt. <laughs> and put, putting you back together again. Man. They said the leg surgery uh, was actually one of the shorter, was the shorter version it was just putting that jaw back together that was so difficult for them. So they did all this in one clip, just the one 12-hour clip? 12-hour shift, yeah. They said the surgery was supposed to take like six hours. Ended up doubling double, time. Double yep. time, yeah. Wow. My whole family was like, dude, we fell asleep mm-hmm. and woke up and was like, why haven't we heard anything yet? And they were still in there. Still in there going to work. Yeah. Especially, that, that's got to be nerve-wracking for your family because they say oh, yeah. six to eight. And here we are at 12. like 10. You know, yeah, we, 10. once you get, imagine you six to eight, now we at 10. We already two hours behind. Let's say we at the worst, we two hours behind. Yeah. And then we got to go another two hours after that. Yeah. You know? yeah. The biggest part that was like unmentioned, I don't think I've told this part of the story yet to much of anybody. The only person that knows is me and her. Me and my mother hadn't talked for seven months prior to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Me and my mother were, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Estranged. estranged. Yeah. We yeah. and my mother were estranged at that time. So mm-hmm. the first, the only thing I do remember. Before surgery, is seeing her for the first time at the hospital mm. and passing back out. Okay, so yeah, that's an event that'll bring bring a bring Man. a family back together. Absolutely. Okay, well that's good. I'm glad to hear that. You know, you Absolutely. got the chance. Sad, sad to say, it was under those circumstances. I mean, definitely. But even still, definitely. But it could have been worse. It it could have been worse. It could have been. Speaking of, could have been worse. That's. I had a class member um, pass away from. Uh, motorcycle accident the same way. My my class for a while it just seemed like we had a lot of death going on. Yeah. Just last week we had our tenth anniversary of another one of our class. Well, none of excuse me, another one of my classmates passing okay. away. Um, Corey Ankum, but sorry for the loss. Oh yeah, yep. But yep. we just like I said, we had another classmate. He was on a on a motorcycle accident. He was coming around a curb, and I remember he was a um, crossover. And he crossed with us. He was one of the nicest guys. He was always smiling, always cool, and he didn't have as good as an outcome as you did. Cause right, right. You're here, so mm-hmm. that's that's so. Speaking of that, um, in motorcycle, motorcycle sa- safety and everything, I know uh, we have a lot of, uh, I got another couple of buddies that ride and they have the C motorcycles. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that whole movement? Like, are you, who's, who, who was at fault? Do you, I ain't, I'm, I don't want to get you like legal caught up or nothing. Oh no, everything's fine. <laughs> everything's squared away. Uh, legally, I would consider myself at fault. For more than just that reason, though, more than any legal reason, which is the part that uh, I really want to get to. Okay. If we're going to talk safety, let's talk about this part. Yes, that's what I want to hear. Shouldn't have been riding alone that early. Oh, early in the game yeah. as far as you ride. Yeah. When I like something, I'm all in on it. You know, no matter what it is, I am all in on it. I, I feel like that's all my friends. But yeah, keep going. We, you know, <laughs> I buy in and I buy in hard. So once yeah. I bought in, I was like super impatient. Yeah. Super impatient. So I, I, I don't blame anybody other than myself. I could have got hit by another car, and I want to blame that other car. Mm-hmm. Because I shouldn't have been out there alone mm-hmm. that early. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't even have been on the streets yet. Okay. So safety-wise, you you just taking ownership. And I yep. like that and appreciate that, too, because all too often people like to blame everyone else for all for the what? stuff that's happening to them in life. And it's like... That ain't going to change nothing. Right. You got to... 
sometimes you got to take the brunt and say, hey, I did this. This right. is what I did. This is what I need to fix. Because who are you trying to convince, yourself or everybody else? Man, listen. They didn't get into an accident. You did. Man, <laughs> you know, listen. so you the one that's got to change some that's stuff. That's what I'm saying. I, I ask people that all the time. So who are you trying to convince, me or yourself? Right. Because you don't got to convince me of anything. Oh, the accident convinced me of everything. Yeah, the accident <laughs> you know what was I mean? what convinced you of yeah. Of hey, fat meat greasy. So yeah, everybody keeps saying it's like you got such a positive outlook after the accident. That's crazy that you could be so positive, you could joke about it and everything. I'm like, I don't think so, because you know, like you said earlier, your boy don't got the chance. I got yeah, exactly. You know, I get the chance to talk about it and probably help somebody prevent themselves from doing what I did to myself. That's why I wanted you on yeah, so man. much because I just want someone, anybody, if just one person can hear this story about you and say, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll take my time and learn right. it. Right. Maybe that's I'll really take all a class is. and learn it. Because that's all it is. the way I learned wasn't the right way either. So Not even close. Just, if some, like I said, if, just, if this helps just one person. Then I'm good. Then we didn't, did our A did life our for job. a life. It, there you go. A we life for a life. Job. But yeah, your, your, your outlook is extra positive, extra dope. How you just are able to take that situation. I got a second shot of life, and and joke at joke about it, right? You got a second shot of life, and why not use it to do help? Positive, right? You do, know, do something positive. So let's let's talk a little bit about just past the accident. How are you feeling now? Like, what's Man. up with you? How's the black cowboy doing? It's a story to get to where I'm doing now, man, because, like, where I'm at now is nowhere. It took me a full year to get back on the job. Okay. You know, full 12 months. Um, at a certain point, I never thought I would walk. Mm. I can see that. Yep. You know, that's how bad the fear was. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now I'm limping up a little bit. I'm on my walker. I can put the, the second foot on the ground finally. Now, now I think I'll never walk properly again. Right. You know, even your officer, your lieutenant was like, yeah, I don't think he can walk off straight again. Mm-hmm. The captain of the squad was like, I don't know, guys. It ain't looking good. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way. It just was not looking good. And then one day, I'm walking around the house, and my girl was like, yo, you realize that you walking normal? And I was <laughs> like, no, actually, I did not. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I was so used to limping so bad. And I just, I don't know, you get, you get used to it, like, you know, because I, I was down that long that it became normal life to be limping. Yeah, for yeah. 12 months. And so t- tell me about the rehab process. How did that go? Like, what, rehab what was, was involved in it? Brutal, brutal, especially at the very beginning. Because at the very beginning of the rehab process, it's a lot of trying to strengthen the leg up while the leg is still really swollen. So I'm, I'm trying to do, like, these... Uh, like leg extensions is what they call it, right? Okay. And, dude, I can only move, like, an inch and a half in either direction. Uh-huh. It's how bad it is. And if I leave it, if I let it bend all the way, well, it couldn't bend all the way, but the most that it would bend, dude, the pain was astronomical. I feel you. Yeah. Astronomical. Like, I can only imagine, actually. Yeah. Once, like, a lot of people get real dramatic, and they're like, oh, okay. When you see the pictures, you'll understand. Okay. The pain was astronomical. I was not I was not feeling like, you know, this is going to be a positive outlook at that time. So you, know? you you even went from being afraid to walk and now you like all the way back. Oh yeah. We hoop together. We hooping again. You make me not feel as good beating you the way I beat you Listen, all the time, but You still. shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling you, I don't know why you're happy. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just like winning. I've been walking for two months, and you're like, yeah, I won. <laughs> all right, no, I, technically I win because I'm hooping still. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yep. That's, that's, that's the point that I Absolutely. wanted you to make, and I, and I like that you make. But guess what? I'm still going to talk. <laughs> all right, I'll see you next I, day. I'll see you next day. I'll see you Saturday. I just can't, I can't help it. I got to talk bad Ooh, about, I understand, man. about I whooping understand. on you. I mean... The craziest thing is, though, like, about the trash talk of basketball and everything, or just athletics, period, is because, like, you get the W, so everyone's like, all right, cool. But, like, you never want to talk about that time you almost run into the wall <laughs> when I shook you out your boots. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, you know? so I, I smacked the wall. Because, yeah, yeah we, we pretty much played basketball for our workout on mm-hmm. a volleyball court. 
and it's it's not the widest, but it's not. It's enough for us to to get in some good exercise, yeah. get in some work. I don't but, know who which teammate you thought you had that you were high fiving on the concrete. Yes, you <laughs> on the concrete wall. Yes, you you got me very good. Mm-hmm. So. If only there was video of it. I know, right? I know. We Man. just talk about that. And you know, I got what? a GoPro at home. I even give you, I give you credit for blocking me too. Like oh, you, yeah. you're jumping off that titanium leg. And you know what? That's crazy. But you're bionic now. That's true. Tink tink. I don't have that, and I'm old. <laughs> You're not old yet, though, bro. I, I'm old enough. So. I guess so, man. I'm aging in dog years, though, man. <laughs> 2019 put seven years on my life easily. Easy? Okay. Easily, bro. We probably the same age physically after we, this. We, we might be. You know? Give me a chance to talk tough again. Okay. Yep. So, no, nah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, the, the perfect thing you said is you get the win for even being able to hoop. Oh, absolutely. I mean... Like you said, once the once you see the pictures of how bad you look, you have to uh, go get some pictures off your phone so we can put this face back Absolutely. together right and everything else mm-hmm. for you to be here and be around is an accomplishment within itself. Not yeah. enough, but it's an accomplishment within itself. You know what? I'm, I'm going to consider it enough, and I'm going to tell you why I consider it enough, man, because people are really checking out of this world. For less than what happened to me. Especially this year. This year you was know? no Man, taking joke. L's. No joke. Taking I mean, L's. For, well, that's we only a few days into this year, 2021. Right. People oh, yeah, we think of 2020. Yeah, yeah but 2021 about 2020, was But 2020, people was already, it was bad news for a lot of people. It Absolutely. Starting, starting from January all the way until December. Right. The whole year was just a series of L's. And that's not even getting in the pandemic and people passing from the virus. Yeah. We just had uh, another member of the fire department pass from the coronavirus. Yeah, rest um, in peace. The paramedic um, in charge. And I think that's only the second line of duty death for a paramedic, which is it's, it's just unprecedented what's going on. So yeah, we've had definitely three members on the department um, Pass and multiple members sick and just yep. like you said for so I, I see what you're saying. If yeah, enough man. is for you to be able to be back, exactly. And man. then on top of that, like you said, you came back to a physically demanding job. Yeah. On top of that, because yeah. this job ain't no joke. It's not like sure. we just out here sitting somewhere doing anything. It's we not like, like the movies, man. Yeah, it's not like the movies. We like actually doing real work. Yeah. And even when it's work that doesn't look, you know, like real work, the glorified, the beautiful version of it, the the TV version. Right. You know, if we humping these stairs, <laughs> you know, listen, man, I I got back problems now, bro. Yeah, you know? yeah I got happens. back problems now from this accident. I got half a titanium leg that still hasn't healed all the way. Now, let me ask you about that. We are in a city that likes to get cold. It's not, we don't get a ton of snow, but it gets cold for real. Man. How is your body feeling with the temperature that we're in now? As of right now, it's um, January 7th. So, you know, we haven't really got to like the worst of our weather. Mm -hmm. I'm already miserable. Okay. Daily, daily, I'm miserable. So you feel it? Oh, yeah, all the time. I I can tell... If the temperature is like, say it's 40 outside, uh-huh. the moment it's 34, I can feel that happening. Okay. That's yep. how bad it is. You know, I don't really talk about it, especially once we get to work. Well, I don't just sit at work and complain you don't all day. Com- but that's what I was just about to say, you yeah. don't complain about it. No, I'm it, not going to do that. You can talk about it and no one, no one would blame you, but like you said, sitting around but don't complaining. don't nobody want to hear it, though. I don't want to hear it. You know, and if I keep talking about it, I'll feel it harder. <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk about it today so that, because remember, today is about... About Making you. sure nobody does this again. Yes. You know, try to keep somebody from doing this. So it ain't just like, oh, you know, he got into a bad accident. And he's still here. All the effects are still there. Yeah. I'm still balling or whatever, and that's cool. I'm in the job, and that's cool. But, like, when it's, like, 4 in the morning and the temperature decides to, like, hit that real plummet, mm-hmm. and, like, you cannot sleep because the pain wakes you up, mm. you know, then then you got to go to work. Okay. And, yep, that's what I said. That's that's the time that we got to show up and show yep. out for the exactly. citizens. Yep. So, you know. Then we, you know, you know what a bunk room is at our house. We're at the big house, so yep. when we got 30-something stairs to get up, it's not fun, bro. I haven't got there yet. That's Now, in my old house, up and down, up and down, up and down, I used to count the stairs every time just because after a while it's like nothing else to do. Yep. <laughs> yep. If you've noticed, like, I use the stairs over the pole because, like, 
you would think, all right, we'll just slide down a pole. It'll be easier. Mm -hmm. The shock factor, the first time I went down that pole and came down, dude, I felt that in my hip for days. I didn't talk about it, but I felt that in my hip for days. I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I'll just take the stairs slowly. That makes total sense. Yep. Got to make those adjustments. But we're glad that you're here. Oh, definitely. And that you're with us. So let's talk about, well, the whole podcast to me has been positive. But let's talk about some of the more positive and other positive outlooks that you have in life going forward. Okay, definitely. Uh, the most positive outlook I have from the accident is how short time can be. Okay. Grew up in Chicago, lost a lot of friends super early. Mm-hmm. So I already had a live every day like it's your last type of outlook. Now that I've almost, like, like I've had run-ins in life. But now that I've had, like, life truly almost taken, you got to be a better person every day. You know what I mean? You got to be a better person, not just to other people, but to yourself. Because if you can't be a better person to yourself, you'll never treat another person right. You know, it's got to be internal at first. Got to be internal at first. And I, I don't really like to philosophize because, you know, I'm a young nah, cat, but, you know, you, dang, you the man. black Aristotle. Come on, yeah, hit us with it. Well, listen, here it is. If we're going to take one quote away... You can't love another person if you don't love yourself. There you go. Just like that. I'm with that. Cannot. Can't care about another person if you don't care about your own life. You'll never respect another person's life if you're out here risking yours at every turn. So let's, let's, let's translate that a little bit into fire because we have a lot of people we work with that at times don't seem to care about much. So jaded is the word I would use. Yes, jaded. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. and they need to, in my opinion, they should just go home. <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't disagree. I'm gonna tell you what. In my opinion, a lot of them are jaded because of what they see every day, mm-hmm. and seeing it isn't always believing it. So you get to the point where you're like, "Oh, they worried about this. It's so dramatic. It's so this." Listen, until you done almost really lost yours. Mm-hmm. I know you like to, a lot of us like to tell the stories about, I fight fire, so I've always lost, I've almost lost mine every time I go to work. Yeah. You've never been, this ain't backdraft. It's not a movie. You know, yeah. you've never been there. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I've been there, like I've been to the firework. No, dude, come on, stop it. Yeah. I haven't been there. But I've almost lost my life on that bike. Mm-hmm. So now that I understand that, I understand how important they are, but I also understand the fear of trying to accept other people saving you. There you go. You I, know, I, I get to see both sides now. See, that's, that's, like I said, this is what we're here for. This is what we're here for, bro. This is what we're here for. Yeah. I know it's like to say, hey, thank you, guys. Thank you for your service. And genuinely mean it, mm-hmm. and not just saying it the way, you know, we, we jag, jag each other. each other. Yeah. But I know that, like, dude, Dawn Vall, like, flipped me and saved my life. Without Dawn being there, mm-hmm. I'd probably die. Mm-hmm. Because the people driving the truck that was connected to that trailer, they got out of there. They, did, they didn't even know, did they? No, they knew. They got out of there. Oh, they left. They, they left. They just was like... Yeah, we're gone. He hit us. See ya. Yes. Okay. You know, we don't need to go into the details of why, but they were out of there. Yeah. Don't, without Don Vall being there, or maybe hopefully somebody in their window seeing it, I'd die easily. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, so, we, we appreciate... Man, we appreciate absolutely. Shout out. Big absolutely, shout out. Absolutely. For real. Big shout out. We're, I'm not here without her making that call. Okay. Yep. So... What's been going? We can talk about so a few things that's been going on in the country overall. Because you, the black cowboy, black yep. Aristotle, black Thor, yep. black politician, want to yes. be that too? I'll be, I'll be the black whatever man. Black whatever, okay. The black whatever. As long as black guns matter. Black guns matter. Okay. Those are the facts. So when we first came in today, you were telling me you got into a little bit of a um, social media confrontation because yeah. one thing, another thing about you, you have a very interesting view on a lot of subjects definitely um, do you are not just the status quo you don't just go along with what everybody's saying no, anything man. else like that you've been like that for as long as i've as long as i've have known you yep so tell me about this little bit of social media controversy that you're in right now okay so listen i make a post a genuine post too like not even being like mm-hmm. one of those third pop moments uh-huh wasn't even one of those moments i was just like man both sides are delusional Okay, so the end. What are what are we talking? 
let's let me give some context of what we're talking about yes, because sir, we know it. what we're talking about. But let, let me go over mm-hmm. everything that has happened. So yesterday, the Capitol building was stormed with an invitation by the current president, Donald Trump, to tell people to come um, because the Electoral College votes were getting counted and it was just an open invitation to, hey, come say and feel how you feel and do everything. So um, a lot overnight, four people died. One woman was shot. She was in critical condition. She ended up passing away. Three other people passed away overnight. So for a total of four now, even though Mm -hmm. I haven't looked at the news um, in the past hour, but that's where we're at at the current moment. Um, The electoral process still went through and Joe Biden was declared winner from the Electoral College. And President Donald Trump, even though he said he's going to concede, he still made a point to say that he won the election and it was stolen and everything else. So the post you made where you were saying both sides are at fault, um, explain that to us a little bit more. Both sides are fucking delusional. Ellipses, the end. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The reason I said that both sides are delusional is because we spent four years listening to the left say the election was rigged. Mm -hmm. We listened to the right saying, how could we rig an election? Mm -hmm. It's no way. Collusion. How? Now, you got the right saying the election was rigged. (laughs) And you got the left saying it's no way an election could be rigged. Right. So they're just saying the opposite of what the other side said the four years before that. Exactly. So that's 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 the part that you're talking about. That was as deep as the text as the as the thought went. Okay. But it's it's social media, so we know how things can flower. Well, we can. People can tend to be vague, or sometimes not really explain exactly what they're talking about. Yes. Because um, one of the things that I've noticed in this whole 24-ish, 36-hour process of what's been going on. Some people are calling these people patriots, and other people are saying it's a leftist ploy to um, make the right look bad. Yeah, we got both going. Yeah. Boston Tea Party. Uh, We're doing what we got to do. And that's that's what I told you this morning. I I, I saw a guy, he said, it's like the Boston Tea Party. And And you remember what I said, right? How? My, My response to you saying it's like the Boston Tea Party was, We've got to wait for results. Yes, we have to see what happens. We've got to wait for results. Yeah. As of everything right now, it's speculation. I still, I told that person, I said, I don't get the Boston Tea Party thing because he's comparing them to patriots. He's saying this is a patriotic act. To be confrontational, the Brits didn't see the Boston Tea Party as the Boston Tea Party. No, they didn't. They, you know? they, they was like, so, hey, this is not what's exactly. up. Exactly. You know, you got to wait on results. To, y'all better get it's called mine. history for a reason. It's called history for a reason. But Whoever gets to tell the story is going to tell it the way they want to. And we're in it right now. We're Absolutely. right in the middle of it. But I don't know what the end results of this whole either. process is going to be. Not professing at all. Not even close. That, that, that post I put up was... As innocent as innocent gets. It wasn't to be confrontational. It was just like, man, just a genuine moment of being like, man, dude, everybody here is crazy. What is happening? Yeah, that's the thing. That's, a, that's what I'm saying. Everybody here is crazy. Yep. What is going on right now? And the issue we run into is if I can admit to being vague in my post, the people who responded adversely are not willing to be, oh, maybe I did jump to a conclusion about what you think. That's where we have a big problem with social media. A, a lot of times, these is a is a big disconnect because mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't like to fully flush out their thoughts or reasonings. They just oh, say say something, and, and it's Twitter fingers. Yeah, because trigger fingers turn to Twitter fingers. I mean, you sitting around just writing and typing and doing everything, but a lot of this stuff these people say, will they say that to our face? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know. Uh, the two people that um, I wouldn't say into it because to me, I genuinely assign no emotion to it other than laughter. I don't know how they feel. I don't have to talk to them. But the two people that I'm talking to, I do actually know well. Mm-hmm. One I came on the job with mm-hmm. and the other used to be in my old firehouse. Okay. So I know them well enough to be like, we're having a conversation. Okay. But the thing about the conversation is there's a side that's not listening. Because now in this story, I said both sides are delusional, right? Mm-hmm. The part that they miss about that is they chose their side, mm-hmm. 
and they're not realizing that there's now three sides because they've chosen one. Because I've picked that both sides are delusional. So I've, I've separated myself from either of the side. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not Trump supporting here. Yep. And I'm not over here like these Antifa boys are just doing what needs to be done. To, I'm, you guys are both crazy to me. Yeah. That, both sides are doing too much. Both sides are doing too much. Shades of gray. Yes. I'm in the shades of gray area. that's what said. Because, you know, there's no black and white. No. It's it's shades of gray, especially with things like this. So, Mm -hmm. now speaking of that, because you're a younger guy, how much time you got on? Uh, Coming up on five years. Coming up on five years. So. Much of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, everybody is somebody's, well, my older department said everybody is somebody's boot. Yeah. Because. Everybody yeah. is below somebody else, which is fine, which is great. Yeah. But uh, another episode that I'm going to have coming up is I'm going to have a few senior people talk to me about how to be a senior person. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Um, as far as, like, what the young guy goes and having opinions of things and everything else, how do you feel, like, like I said, you, you coming up on the five years and – how does it feel to you to be the young guy at the firehouse, in a firehouse? Do you feel like you get the chance to talk? Do you feel like you what, – what do you feel? Um, so, look, just if we just being honest, right, I'm an overbearing person when uh-huh. it comes to communication. I don't think there's a such thing as that, but, but go oh, ahead. I like that. I like that. Go but ahead. most people consider me overbearing because I'll get my point across. I'll get my say in. So I don't feel like I'm excluded from being able to talk. I know when to exclude myself from talking. But I don't feel like I'm excluded from being able to talk. That's called emotional intelligence. Yes, sir. And that's like what I super promote. Because yeah. you, you got to know when it's time to actually say something. To acquiesce, yes. As opposed to when, like, like it's time to, hey, we're going to have this talk, we're going to have this back. Or is it time to just say, yeah, that, that can wait. Yeah. And a lot of things I feel as the young guy that we run into is in our generation, like, and this is going to hit like, we're about to hit like four or five topics with this statement. Hit it. Let's do it. Younger people aren't allowed to have opinions because they're young. And I feel like that's a fallacy. I agree. Because I know people older than me who aren't saying the correct thing. Age doesn't make you right. Age doesn't make you right. Age does not make you right. Age doesn't make you live either no. because those same young people could have in a 21-year-old's life, they could have lived, like like you just said, I age seven, seven dog years in one year just based off an injury. Yeah. What about the injury of life or what about the dynamics of life and uh, how, how fast people have to grow up sometimes? Let's talk about it. Seven years in that one year, not just because of the injury. Mm-hmm. Went through a divorce. Okay. Hadn't talked to my mother in seven months. Uh huh. There's a lot of emotional stuff going on behind everything else. There you go. Right. A lot of emotional stuff going on behind my leg is broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a lot of growing that you a have to do. A lot of growing happened. Now, I remember hearing you talk about a divorce. Mm-hmm. How did you get divorced that fast? Actually, so the divorce looked fast. Okay. But it reason, wasn't? It was not. The reason the divorce looked fast is because one thing my father told me is when you're outside, unite in front. Explain that. When I'm outside, I'm not dogging her. She's not dogging me. We get in that car and we headed back home, we can hash this out. <laughs> but when we're outside, I'm not going to talk bad about you. Uh-huh. You're not going to talk bad about me. Uh-huh. And nobody's got to know what's going on with us because it's going on with us and not them. Okay. So that's why you said it looks short. It looked fast. It looked, it looked fast. Everybody was like, man, case. already? And I was like, yeah, I don't understand that this is a three-year conversation we've been having. Okay. You know? So. Build up. Absolutely. Okay. Well, hey, that's a a G move. When you can admit you're wrong again, because like I said, to me, everything, everything is about ownership. It's about what did I do? How can I fix this? What do I need to do to get better? Mm -hmm. Another thing, like you said, you have to go to the next day trying to be better than you were the day before. That's my only, that's my number one goal. Every day. In life. If I went through my divorce and was like, she did this and she did that, which she did do things. Mm -hmm. But I never talked about Dorian did this and Dorian did that because I absolutely did things. Mm -hmm. What what does dogging her help me grow? It doesn't. At all. It doesn't. I never become a better person if all I do is be like, well, it was his, like we said earlier about the bike. If we're just blaming everybody else, Mm -hmm. we we don't learn from this. Who got into the accident? Right. Who got divorced? There you go. You know, like, who, whose fault is it? Both of ours. 
Well, that goes along with what we were talking about politically wise. And, yeah. And no one wants to accept wants responsibility. To take any blame. Either side for is just responsibility. like, it's oh, you, they you, did you, this. You. Yep. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, you guys did this too. But no, but they did that, so they're worse. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who's worse when both are wrong. You know? It doesn't I mean, matter I, who's worse when both are wrong. I was talking about getting an applause. I was like, thing. I was looking for the button. <laughs> I was, I was, I, I needed applause. So, Man. like, yeah, right. right. And that's the part that's killing me, like, about the conversation, like, back on topic, right? Because we just, I said we're going to hit five we topics. We switched, yeah. We did, but are we going to get right back? This is the part of the comedy show when he's the first thing he said at the beginning, and we get right back to it at the end. Yeah. Because of nobody accepting responsibility in this situation where they're like, well, you said this and you said that. I was like, guys, I did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing by, both sides are delusional. You're so busy trying to be like, well, this side is worse than that side. Both parties are wrong. Yes. And you can fact check me. Follow me on Facebook. You can fact check me because I will not delete anything. You, you want them to follow you? Give out, your, give out your info. Come it's on. Dorian Vance. Just follow me on my name. Find me on Facebook. Nice and simple. Dorian Vance. Dorian Vance. Follow yep. you on Facebook. I'll accept everybody. You want Instagram too? I am on Instagram, underscore outlaw Z71. Okay. There you go. So, real cowboy stuff. Real cowboy stuff. Yep. So I was like, they, they, they over here commenting and they're saying... But you said this. Guys, I know. I'm the one that typed it. <laughs> I'm the one that typed it. Well, the one, another thing that I appreciate about speaking with you and talking to you is that when you have come to a new realization or feel like you're wrong in a situation, you can admit that. Not oh, just, definitely. And not just say, yeah, I'm going to be wrong, but I'm just going to hang out here in this wrong way. And lane. just stay there. And just stay there. And, and that's just... why I feel like young people aren't allowed to com- communicate because... And that's what I'm talking we about. We change as we grow. You young learn people, as you grow. You should learn, at least, Young people you grow. at the firehouse. Young people anywhere. Well, uh, yes, young people anywhere. Anywhere. But... And the firehouse is probably worse. I get <laughs> That's it. What in I'm the firehouse is probably worse. Because in, in the book, I have a section of the book dedicated to... You. Sometimes, you're a young person. I started hanging around with firemen when I was 16. Okay. Um, you go from hanging out with your 16-year-old buddies, thinking about girls and shoes and clothes right. and... Am I going to be able to drive and Can get I the get car? my license this weekend, right. Mom? Yeah. To men, to grown men dealing with real grown men problems, thinking about mortgages, kids, right. um, kids' tuitions. Divorce. Divorce, all possibly. Of it, all, all of, of that stuff. And, again, emotional intelligence is what I was talking about. You have to know how to navigate these areas. Yeah. As an older gentleman, you have to know how to talk to and communicate with young people. As a young person, yeah. you have to know how to begin working in a career with men that are the same age as your dad, your grandfather, right. your uncles, and everything else, but they're not. You know how uncomfortable I was the first time, like, cursing in the firehouse? <laughs> you know, my captain's like, he's about to be 55 and out, like, and I'm just like, damn, bro, that's crazy. And I'm like, oh, ooh, sorry. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you know? exactly. So you have, to, you have to learn how to navigate these situations. And mm-hmm. like I said, that's, that's an ep- a upcoming future episode. Just knowing how to talk to people young, knowing how to talk to people old. Agreed. That's the thing, you know. The reason I feel like older people don't know how to talk to younger people. We're about to get deep, right? I'm with it. The reason older people don't know how to talk to younger people is because the older people, for them, mm-hmm. never knew how to talk to them. So they never learned how to do it. I, so now we're generationally yeah. deep of people not knowing how to communicate. Yep. There you go. Who taught them how? Who? No, nobody. Yeah. Now we mad at them because they didn't learn how. Because they didn't get that. They didn't get that. That. That nurture. Exactly. That they needed. Yep. Another thing we always talk about is how kids, like kids, kids, mm-hmm. don't get a chance to say and like parents don't apologize to their kids. And the other day, like, I apologized to my three-year-old because I was absolutely wrong. And that's what I'm saying. You're allowed to be wrong yeah. as an adult. Some it's adults, not the end of the world. Some adults is like, uh-uh, I ain't never. I'm my... the father. I'm right. Yep. I mean, that goes back to how I true. brought you in this world. I take you out, and I never understood right. that. Why argument. would you want to take me out? Why would you want to take me out? <laughs> Man, you could have went to the chop shop at the beginning. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Why would you say that to me? My feelings are not hurt, but your feelings aren't allowed to be hurt. Because you're a kid. Exactly. Right. You, you My life is have... so bad. How could yours be bad as a kid? You got food and clothes. Yeah, but I got a, parent, a father who doesn't love me. 
There you go. See, that's what we talking about. That's yeah. that's what that's what I'm talking about too. Yep. So you need to come back for that episode. To, um, okay, let me know the old people, young people episode. But in the meantime, give out your if you want people to follow you one more time, and we're gonna get ready to wrap it up and get out. Okay, of here. let's wrap it up. Uh, Dorian Vance on Facebook, nice and simple. Underscore Outlaw Z seventy one because I drive a Chevrolet Silverado Z seventy one. That's how you're going to find me on Instagram. I will accept you because it is, well, you know, it might be public right now. Okay. It might be. And for us, Department 3C, that's about fire. I am Sevy. That's my personal handle for everything that you would like to follow me on, and I appreciate and accept all followers. Um, Dorian, I really, really, really appreciate you coming in. Definitely. Um, appreciate the invite, bro. Like I said, trying to get podcasts guests is like trying to wrangle a wet cat i believe it because it's like hey come on over here i gotta like tempt you and like right. hold something especially like, if they've never done it before i'm gonna be nervous because i'm like come on and talk oh i don't want to talk want nobody mm-hmm. to know what i think yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't want to say nothing and i say this is to me this is just a regular conversation me and it you is. have at anywhere at work i was gonna say the firehouse the squad table the you know, lunch table, dinner table, anywhere. the bar. The bar, right, know, anywhere. Anybody's house. Yep, this is just a regular conversation yeah. I appreciate having. And I would appreciate anyone who is listening to this to reach out and give us any feedback. I really appreciate anything that you have to say to the show. Tell me it's good. Tell me it stink. Tell me what to do better. Tell me what to do worse. Tell me you hate me and you stink. I don't care. I just want to hear it. Just let us know. All right. With that being said, we will talk to you next time. Thanks again for listening to Department 3C Presents, a podcast. Bye. This has been a Fire and Iron Media production. You have something to say, people want to listen. How's that, Daddy?